0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, October the 30th, and we are here to talk about a really great NBA 10-game main slate, and I am here with my partner in basketball crime, Mr. Josh Crash Davis. Also, Andrew Hanson is also my partner in crime, but you're my weekend partner in
1: crime. Weekend partner, yeah. (laughs) How are you doing today, Josh? Doing good, just getting the day started, and you know, getting ready to, to bust into this NBA slate here, and and uh, do some World Series research and stuff later on today, and watch some college football. So, it'll be a pretty pretty good good uh, eventful day for sure.
0: Yeah, and Josh, uh, for those that don't know, or that aren't uh, members, uh, they Josh is the head of our uh, MLB DFS department. So, how is the World Series going? What's your take so far, Josh?
1: Um, about like I expected, I think it's going to go probably six or seven games. I feel like these teams are pretty evenly matched, you know, last night it was just a pitcher's duel and, uh, the Braves found a way to get, you know, just a little bit of, of uh, scoring going. They got that home run from Darno, Um, so it was a, it was a pretty, pretty low scoring game, you know, but just pitchers and bullpen for Atlanta really carried the game.
0: And it's 2-1 Atlanta?
1: It's 2-1 Atlanta, yeah.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. And if you want to catch Josh's uh, picks, he's he does uh, a core group on DraftKings for the showdown slate with the MLB and then a full lineup for FanDuel and for uh, Yahoo. And uh, he's he's been doing great cashing all the time, right on right, hovering around that cash line all the time in baseball. So uh, you can catch him by joining us here at DFS Coach Talk. Just go to dfscoachtalk.com. We have as little as a three-day $10 uh, membership or a five-day $19. Great day to get involved today. If you jump in with us on Saturday, you get all of the the baseball, all of the basketball, of course, for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Our gigantic NFL slate on Sunday with uh, Andrew Hansen, Joe uh, Stanton, Crash Davis, and then all of our Analytics from John Wehausen and uh, all kinds of stuff happening here. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, you you get get to watch a little bit of golf this week, and we have our golf lineups going. So we're everything we're doing: basketball, football, baseball, and golf, all going. Jump jump in ten dollars. Give us a try. Hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, right before we dive into this ten game slate, hit that thumbs up, a little subscribe button there, boom, and then give us a little comment or question. That really helps us move up the YouTube algorithm and hit the little alarm button in the upper corner. If you click that bell, it'll let you know anytime any of our podcasts post. All right, we're going to talk today about there are 11 NBA games today, Josh.
2: Mm-hmm. But uh,
0: because we have such a busy schedule here, we are just going to forego that weird starting time of 5 p.m. Eastern for Boston and Washington. And we're going to let that one go. And we're going to hit the 10 game main slate that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. And that is the main slate on all three that we provide for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. So nothing quirky tonight with the NBA, which makes it a lot easier. You know, this way you can focus in on those uh, specific games. So, all right, <clears throat> let's start off right off the bat. And uh, for those of you due to our weekend show on Saturday, I'm going to introduce the game, give you the lines, the injuries, and then we're going to start dissecting the game with the knowledge known as Crash Davis. Mm-hmm. So here we go Orlando Magic, Detroit Pistons, seven o'clock game. Detroit favored by six. That's something that we don't often say. Um, <laughs> and it's a 206 and a half over under. How bad is that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not good for fantasy.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> 100.25 for Orlando's, the implied 106.25 for the Detroit Pistons, Detroit basketball. And then uh, let's take a look uh, real quickly at some injuries here. Uh, Orlando's been uh, banged up all year. They are 1-5, in five, by the way. The Pistons are 0-4. Oh so this mm-hmm. is... <laughs> A lottery-style game here, I guess, already uh, four or five games into the year. But we've got uh, Etuan Moore, questionable. Chuma Okiki might be back. That's news for them because he's mm. probable here. He has not played yet this season. MCW, Fultz, and, of course, Jonathan Isaac all still remain out. On the Detroit side, you have Jeremy Grant as probable. The big news is Cade Cunningham. He's listed as questionable, but from what what I read, he's going to play. So we mm. may see the very first pick um, so far uh, out there against the Magic, which would be fun. Yeah. You see a little bit of Cunningham versus Suggs, two really talented rookies. And then the, the two guys that remain out, and I know this totally moved the slate for you, uh, Crash, is Livers and Smith are out for Detroit. Is that going to shake up your entire uh, lineup today?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna to have to start over. So, <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. So let's dive in, brother. Give us some of your uh, knowledge on this Orlando Magic team. Oh, by the way, before we start, we if we we're gonna to try to get through this and build a, a two brains are better than mm-hmm. one lineup. So if it's getting long and it's this, we're gonna to try to make it quick so we get through each team, but give you the knowledge that we need to, and then we're gonna build a two brains are better on Fanduel. So, all right, go ahead. Orlando Magic,
2: what
1: do you got? So, so for Orlando, I'm looking at, um, you know, Cole Anthony. He's been playing really well lately. He's 7,100 on FanDuel, 6,400 on DraftKings. So, I like him a little bit more on DraftKings. Um, he's had, you know, 62, 33, 39, 35 fantasy points in his last four games. Yeah. Um, you could definitely look there. Also, like Mo Bamba, he's been very solid this year. Um, 6,400 on FanDuel, about the same on DraftKings. He's 6,500, so just 100 more. And uh, also was looking at um, Franz Wagner, 4,900 on FanDuel, 5,000 on DraftKings. Scored a double digit points in each of his um, starts this season. So those would be the three main guys I'm looking at on Orlando. Who are you looking at?
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's hard to look past Cole Anthony the way he's been playing on a consistent basis. And,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, with Killian Hayes and Cunningham starting on the other side with some Josh Jackson in, mis- mixed in there, not a good defensive backcourt, but it's such a low total game, right? you know, you hate to spend too much. But, you know, a 6-4 number on, on DraftKings is probably a really good aggressive number for the consistency he's shown. So, I definitely am leaning that way a bit. Um, Suggs, I keep waiting for to have a good game. But on a 10-game slate, you can't really gamble. Yeah. Um, maybe on a GPP at 4-9 on, on DraftKings. Um, again, Franz uh, Wagner's been solid at 5K. Another guy you could go to is cheap. The guy, though, that I like the best is, believe it or not, it's, it's Wendell Carter Jr. I just mm-hmm. like... Like the style of ball he's playing, he's active, he's getting a lot of things done. Uh, so he gives uh, is interesting, and then I do like Bomba, I'm with you. He's been consistent, his rebounds and shot blocks have been great. And uh, we know that Isaiah Stewart's a, a very small center, and mm-hmm. bomb is going to just tower him. But 6'5 is a little rough on a 10 game slate. So I, I will say this though, uh, which is really surprising, Josh, is I do like this Orlando side. I know the total yeah. is bad, and but you know, you could the pricing is so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could literally play any of these five starters, in my opinion. But here's something you got to worry about when you're rostering here. If Chumo Kiki comes back and just plays 20, 25 minutes, which he was starting for a chunk of last year. Right. That's going to be a punch right in the nose to guys like Franz Wagner. Yeah, you know it may even come into play for a Suggs or Carter. So that concerns me. Terrence Ross has been finishing games for them. Mm-hmm. So if he's on the the floor at the end, then you got the crazy mixture of Gary Harris, who's been playing some. Right. So as much as I love these guys because of their pricing, there's so much depth here. That you know they're trying to just feel their way until they get there, and they still have all those guys out. So, yeah, Orlando is a gamble and a risk. And as much as I like some of these guys, it may be just GPP only.
1: Yeah, and I get why you would say Wendell Carter, and I had him written down too as one of my plays. Um, he's fifty eight hundred on DraftKings, so you can save seven hundred there, and he's yeah. put pretty pretty comparable numbers to what Bomba has been putting up. So. I think it's, it's a... tough. The, the oh, question yeah. is
0: opportunity, right?
1: Right. All right. How about the Pistons? Um, I only have just a couple guys written down for the Pistons. I've got Sadiq Bey, 6,400 on FanDuel, 6,900 on DraftKings, and then Jeremy Grant, which he is probable, so I'm assuming he's going to play, um, 7,300 on FanDuel, 6,700 on DraftKings, uh, pretty much all of last year and, and all this year pretty much before Kate Cunningham has gotten there and we'll see what happens there. But Jeremy Grant's been their go-to guy. So you can look to him on most nights to lead the way. So just looking at him and in, in, uh, Sadiq Bey uh, on the Detroit side.
0: For for me on the Detroit side, you know I get it for sure. I just don't like the pricing on a few of these Detroit guys. I think for as bad as they are, you know, Bay at 6-9 on DraftKings, Grant at 6-7. I know that's mid-level pricing, but just a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit much for me on, on a game with such a low total. I think Isaiah Stewart's going to struggle with the big gigantic Mo Bamba and Carter. They're both bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Um, I really sort of like Cade Cunningham here, but I need the news and yeah. I'm going to follow it really closely. You know, we're going to, Like we always do, we'll be checking all the regular places like Fantasy Labs, etc. But we'll also be uh, combing Twitter for the beat writers reports, little coach speak. Whatever's out there, we're going to get it. But if I can slide a a Kate Cunningham in that's going to get 25 to 30 minutes, and again, that's me guessing. I don't have that report yet, Mm -hmm. but I'm hoping that's the case. I don't think they would play him until he was exactly ready. They're not going anywhere, he's their one of their future pieces. But at 3.6k, he is an explosive player. People forget, yeah. I think he's the best player from this last draft. And um, <clears throat> it's it, it maybe Duarte is with him now, the way he's played. But at 3 6, it'd be fun to come out of here with a guy that really helps your average pricing the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. All right, we're not going to belabor this. We could talk about each game for an hour. Actually, yeah. we're going to we're going to keep rocking and rolling here because we do not want to get ourselves behind schedule. So the next seven, the other seven o'clock game, there's two of them. It's the New York Knicks and the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Knicks favored by six. They're playing some good ball on the road. Six point favor, two fourteen and a half. Still nothing to jump up and down about, but certainly better than the first game implied total 110.25 for the Knicks implied for the Pelicans 104.25 so f- as far as injuries here we know Nerlens Noel remains out
2: mm-hmm. that
0: definitely elevates Mitchell Robinson a bit and uh Gary uh Mr. Temple Garrett Temple is a Garrett Garrett Temple
2: Garrett, right. Garrett yeah. Temple yeah
0: He's out and Zion Williamson uh, too many cheeseburgers. I make that joke every day. Sorry. He's out. He's out as well. He's If he hears this, he's probably going to beat me with my own arm, rip it off, and just kill me. But uh, sorry, Zion. I I do root for him. It's just I don't know how you show up to camp 310 pounds. It makes, mm-hmm. you a little, makes it a little bit shaky.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: No more being uh, a bad guy here. So who do you like on this Knicks team that you know – Every guy on the team's going to play like the whole game.
1: Uh, I'm looking at, uh, you know, it's it's just one guy for me, and it's Julius Randle. He's, he's just been such a stud, um, averaging just under 52 fantasy points a game. He's 9,700 on FanDuel. He's 9,800 on DraftKings, so you do have to pay up for him. But I think that he's proven time and time again to be worth that price. Um, especially on FanDuel, it seems to me like the, the winning lineups have had a lot of those studs in the power forward and center positions. So I'm going to look to build a lineup similar to that for my main hybrid lineup.
0: Very good. You know, I'm with you, you know, cut right to the chase here. This is a a time saver. I mean, with, with a backcourt of like Walker, Fournier, Rose, Burks, Quickly, I don't want any part of all of that, you Mm -hmm. know, mess. And, yeah, they're all priced pretty well, but that's because they all split time. Right. So, um, for me, I'm with you. You know, even the fact that that Julius Randle is sub-10K, I think, is fair Mm -hmm. because his his usage is off the charts, his minutes are off the charts, and he's playing against a Pelicans defense that isn't the best when it comes to interior defense Right. this is the kind of game I think Joe Val may get in foul trouble. He's got the leaping Mitchell Robinson and then the you know mm-hmm. the pounding strength of Randall. Yeah. And Joe Val's been terrific so far this year. Um, but his price has gone up. And I, I you know I sense the possibility of some foul trouble here. So we'll see. But I'm with you on Julius. He's one of my favorite payups on the slate, and that's probably the only spot I'm gonna go with the
2: Knicks.
1: Mm-hmm. And then for the the Pelicans, um, just for me, it's just Brandon Ingram, 8,200 on FanDuel, 8,300 on DraftKings. Like you said, I think Valentinus as good as he's been this year, I could see him getting into foul trouble. So I don't really want to go there. And then you mentioned with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who we played quite a bit, you know, that time split at the guard position. So I just really like Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle in this game and, and move on to the next one.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not on the pills either. Here, I mean, low implied total. You've got, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Josh Hart who's back now. That really puts a monkey wrench into the whole Devontae Graham, Nikhil Alexander Walker, yeah. this Herb Jones guy. I think Herb Jones was <laughs> in the stands. I think they pulled him out of the stands to play the other day. Yeah, but he's he's probably going to lose minutes. You know, Hart eventually when he's real solid in the rotation is a nice play because he rebounds so well for a guard, but he's 5.1, mm-hmm. not going to go there. Just, you know, Brandon Ingram is always a, a solid play, but he's 8.3 against yeah. that, you know, stifling Knicks defense. And Joe Val, like I say, at 8.1, which is pricey for him, uh, he's earned it. He's played well, but not not against the, the Knicks. So
1: Yeah, he's 8.3 on FanDuel, so he's even more over yeah. there.
0: Yeah, I just, I can't do it, but uh, yeah. I get it, but I can't do it. Yep. All right, go
1: ahead. Oh, nothing. I was just saying we can go into the next game.
0: Yeah, let's do it. 7.30 p.m., Atlanta Hawks, Philadelphia 76ers. We're gradually increasing the totals here, barely. Philly only a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. They've been struggling a bit. 218 and a half, the over-under implied for Atlanta, 107.5. And a cool one-one-one for Philadelphia, 111. So, it uh, as far as injuries in this game, it looks like we've got. Uh, let's see, we've got Bogdanovich probable, the big guy Okongwu out, and then guess what? Joel Embiid is listed as questionable again. Getting a little sick of that scenario. He's taken yeah. over the mantle from from uh, LeBron and AD. He's listed. Yeah. Questionable every game, and you know the frustrating part about it is, you know, Doc is not a a friendly DFS coach because mm-hmm. he refuses to give that that roster that lineup starting lineup out until pretty late. So little he's even said that
1: I believe I think he's come out and said that in public. Yeah, that he doesn't care about DFS. Yeah,
0: no, he has. He's made that statement. He said yeah. he doesn't care about betters or Vegas or or mm-hmm. DFS. So he's, yeah. And you know what? It, that shouldn't concern him, yeah. but here's the problem. A lot of the, the Arden fans for the NBA that are paying, you know, to go to games that are paying, mm-hmm. to get, you know, the ticket where they get all the games and all that stuff. That's why they're doing it. Right. So, you know, you're, you're dissing some of your fans by saying that, and yeah. that's a little agitating, but the, you know, the thing is, you know, his focus is on the team and their preparation and maybe getting some type of advantage over the other coach by putting the lineup out late. But anyway, we don't like him. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know what to say about Joel Embiid. I look at it this way. He's he's definitely not 100% healthy. Uh, Clint Capella has always given him a little bit of trouble. He's a really good defender, and he's got Collins alongside. So they do have a nice one-two punch in the paint at you know at the price and beat is I'm real interested to get your take on it but without him being fully healthy and a go you know I think it it makes him hard to roster now I may have that same theory uh, Josh as a lot of people and his ownership will be so low that from a leverage mm. play with his ceiling it's hard not to play him so yeah. what do you think about uh go ahead and do Philly first since we're talking about Joel
1: yeah, so so on the Philly side, um, this is a guy that I know you've rostered quite a bit this year. I'm going to start out at the top with Tyrese Maxey, 5600 on FanDuel, 5700 on DraftKings. Coming off one of his best games of the year against Detroit, so you could look at Maxey. Also, if if Embiid is out, um, Tobias Harris is going to always see a lot of extra um, possessions. You know, he gets he gets the ball a lot more when Her- when uh, Embiid's out. And, of course, Simmons is wherever he is. So, <laughs> um, Yeah. yeah so. I don't
0: even mention him anymore. Man. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, so Harris is going to get that usage, 7,400 on FanDuel. He's 8,400 on DraftKings, so I don't like him as much over on, on DraftKings. But on FanDuel, I think 7,400 is a pretty good price, especially if Embiid is out. And then, um, yeah, you can always play Embiid, but I wasn't looking to play him tonight because if he goes out there and he's not full strength and – you know, re-injures his, his – uh, um, what, is, what is it that he's dealing with right now? I forgot. I think his, I think his brain. No, I'm
0: just <laughs> kidding. I, I, it, he dinged his knee against somebody. He had a shin that was bothering him. Okay. I mean, just, he's always banged up.
1: Yeah, so anyway, if he re that injury, you know, then he's going to go out and then you're going to get 20 points or whatever, 20 fantasy points from him, and it's just going to ruin your lineup. So I'm probably going to avoid MV tonight.
0: I am too. Unless, like I say, the ownership is just so tilted against them. But, you know, the other thing that always now worries me with Philly is, I mean, they have such an adept backup center in Andre Drummond. So, you know, it's not, you know, unusual that if Embiid's not 100%, he and Drummond, uh, Embiid and Drummond could split the game almost, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's possible. And at 10-2, that's a hard pill to swallow. But if he does sit for some reason... I'm all over Andre Drummond at 4.8. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a double-double automatic, okay. pencil it in. And I'm with you. I think Tobias Harris his uh, his usage jumps up the most of anybody. The guy that you're going to be shocked about though is I'm sour on Tyrese Maxey. And I'll mm. tell you why. He's he did have a good game against Detroit, but before that he just I couldn't drag him across the 5x line for the yeah. life of me. He just wasn't getting it done. Now you add Shake Milton into the mix. True. He's back. So I'm just, you know, they, they were so frustrated at points with Maxi prior mm-hmm. to that Detroit game that there were times they ran Seth Curry at the point. Right. Uh, so they had he and Cork in the backcourt, and they actually had the better plus minus with those two guys in there. So I don't want to go as deep on a 10 game slate with a Cork Maz or Shake, or, mm-hmm. but I'm not going with Maxi or Curry either, just for the time splits. Low, you know, low scoring game, uh, 218 and a half, not quite anything to run home about. So, right. uh, you know, for me, if Embiid plays, Philly's going to be a full pass for me. If he sits, I will consider Drummond and Harris. But after that, that is it. So, how yeah. about the Hawks?
1: Makes sense. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to get your take a little bit about how Trey Young has been struggling a little bit. I know that that new rule at the three point line seems to be affecting him and James Harden the most. Obviously, Harden pretty much kind of just completely took advantage of that rule before in the past, but um, or the way it used to be, rather. So how do you well, feel about J. Young, how he's dealing with that that new rule?
0: Well, I think the, the rule was put into place for, for specific guys that were abusing it. And number one was James Harden, and he's mm-hmm. regressed. Number two was Luka Doncic, he's regressed. Trey Young, he's regressed. So just looking at the three top guys that that utilize that backing up non-basketball move to draw file after file after file, it has absolutely had an impact on those guys. They can Mm -hmm. say what they want. You know, Harden was trying to deny it, but statistically, you can look at it all day long. Yeah, it's a small sample size. I know people yell out there, how can you judge it on five games? Well, you can. Just look at the statistics for Harden for the last... Decade and he his foul shot attempts have plummeted. Yeah, he led the league with 10 to 12 foul shots a game. He's getting like three and a half right now. So mm. you know, Trey was notorious, like I say, Luca, and those that's hitting their stats. Right. What I will say is hooray for the NBA. Great rule. I love the rule, and I'm a Mavericks fan, as you know, yeah, and a Luca fan, but I don't care. The game needed this. This there were two rules to me that will, will take the NBA to where it needs to be. The one was this rule because it got to be so boring. Like if you watched a a game where Harden was the main guy or Luka, it was just watching them lean in, get those cheapy fouls back to the foul line. It slowed the game down. It was boring. So it needed to happen. Now, those three guys are three of the best players in the league. They'll adjust. They will, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to happen in four or five games. It's going to probably take them a couple of months to get you know their strategy and thinking down, but I love that they made that move. I think it's really helped the game. But from a DFS standpoint, you gotta know that those guys they're down in their points. Every yeah. single one of them that do that a lot are down in their points. The other rule that I want, I can't wait until it comes into play next year. Crash is that uh, the breakaway foul rule. Take- mm. Yeah. Foul when the other team gets the fast break. Right. it's The worst. I can't believe they've allowed it this long. They were going to pass it this year, but they didn't want two huge things for the refs to focus on in the same year. But it has taken the fast break. All the years of watching through the years, watching Dr. J and Michael Jordan, all these guys, you couldn't take a foul. Mm-hmm. that intentionally foul somebody back then. But now it's that, you know, the European basketball is where they got it. As soon right. as he gets the ball, And they're going to push it. They file them, stop it. It comes out next year. That's all going to change because it's going to be a foul shot in the ball. And now you're going to get open floor lobs again. You're going to get LA Lakers showtime kind of basketball, Mm -hmm. you know, from way back. So, anyway, I'm glad you asked me about that because I'm real passionate about it. And, you know, I I think that it's really going to help the game. But to answer your question, yes, Trey still can get on fire. That little floater he has, in the threes are amazing. But uh, you know, at nine six, that's a massive commitment against yep. a pretty darn good Philly team uh, that mm-hmm. defends the perimeter with guys like Danny Green. So, yeah, I you know, go ahead and talk uh, Hawks. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah.
1: That. So, so I'm my so whole good. point, in, my whole point in that was just to say that I'm going to fade Trey Young um, until he figures this out. You know, he figures this rule out how his game's going to have to adapt to that. You know, I'm just going to be fading Trey Young almost every game, I think. Uh, But I do like Cam Reddish. He's 5,300 on FanDuel, only 4,900 on DraftKings. So a really good value there. And then John Collins, um, 6,500 on FanDuel, 6,600 on DraftKings. If Embiid is out, he's going to be dealing with Drummond's defense, quote-unquote. So, you know, Drummond's not a great defender, and Collins can bring him out from the paint a little bit into that mid-range game that Collins has. So I do like John Collins, especially if Embiid is out. Well, I think,
0: in in just point-counterpoint here, I think more than likely Tobias Harris gets the call on John Collins. And Clint Capella will guard Embiid or Drummond, whichever one you know, plays. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, that for me, the Collins Harris matchup is Spider-Man versus Spider-Man a bit. I think those two guys can guard away. They're athletic enough and big enough. So those, those, uh, that aspect sort of cancels them out for me. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy that I have some interest in if Drummond plays is probably Capella, but I think Embiid plays. I love Embiid's interior defense, whether he plays 25 minutes or whatever, So it's going to eliminate that, that I do agree with you that reddish is the hot commodity here, but remember this, it's going to be a time split between Hunter and reddish. It's just flat out is I was, I'm a huge Deandre Hunter guy, but he does not look right since he had come has come back from the injury. He's not playing with confidence, not shooting the ball. Well, and really reddish is getting more quality minutes at times than Hunter but they're not going to give up on him because Hunter is mm-hmm. one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. So because I'm tempted to play Reddish, I'm and I can't stand timeshares. I think Hunter and Reddish still timeshare the ball here. Yeah. Um Bogdanovich hasn't had a, a breakout game all season, and that's just so expensive for, for Trey, it, it really bothers me. So this may be a, a pretty weekly pass game for me
1: mm-hmm. uh, overall. Yeah, you think even if Embiid's out, you'll pass on, on Tobias Harris?
0: No, I, I just don't think Embiid sits. Okay. That's my whole point. But if yeah. he does, no, Harris and Drummond become interesting for me and Capella. I mean, I, it could go from no exposure to two two guys, maybe even three, probably mm-hmm. just two, uh, you know, based on that. But I, I do think... I mean Embiid's been listed questionable every game and he's played, yeah. so I, I don't see what the difference would be here, and you know they need him, uh, they definitely right. need him. All right, um, we go on to the next game. Let's see here. Let me switch over. So we go to the New York. Knicks. No, Toronto. Toronto no. Why did I do that? Yep, here we go. Wrong, wrong page. Toronto Raptors, Indiana Pacers, seven thirty game. Indiana by 3, 215 over-under, so dipping back down. These early games stink, man, kind of mm-hmm. the over-unders. Uh, Raptors implied 106.25, Indiana 109.25. And then as far as uh, any injuries here, let's pull that up real quickly. We've got uh, Watanabe, Watanabe, I like to say both. He is uh, actually... Uh, probable he may play hmm. out for probably another month. Then you've got the, the marching injured band of the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, Big question marks here. Brogdon and Lavert both questionable. So hmm. how do you break down a game when the, like two of the most key players, uh, are 50, 50 to play by the way, the Pacers are one in five. So welcome wow. Rick Carlisle to town. Sayonara. <laughs> here yeah. in Dallas Raptors are three and three. Um, so you've got Brogdon, Levert, questionable, Martin Jackson, Warren, uh, and we know Jackson Warren remain out. So this is an interesting one, man. What do you think uh, on the Raptor side of the
1: ball? Well, I've got three guys basically at the same position. Um, you got OGN and at the top 7,400 on Fanduel, 6,900 on DraftKings. You know, he's just been really, really playing good basketball this year. Um, and then paying down from there, you've got Scotty Barnes, 6,200 on FanDuel, 6,000 on DraftKings. Um, he's had 40 fantasy points in the last two games. And then Gary Trent Jr., 5,300 on FanDuel, 4,600 on DraftKings, um, seeing just under 35 minutes a game. So plenty of minutes for him and a good value there. So all three of those guys, like I said, they're playing that, around that small forward position. So you just have to pick one of them. Um, and I'm actually leaning towards Gary Trent Jr. for the value.
0: I don't blame you. I I had Trent last night. He got it done for me. Last night was the first time, though. I rostered Ananobi, and he didn't get to the number. Mm. But he's been terrific. But his prices continued to slide up, which is a little, you know, a little rough. Right. It was easy plugging when he was in that five mid fives range. It was, you know, no doubter. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm with you, though. I mean, you know, Fred VanVleet. Uh, possibly at 8.1, but McConnell is a pain in the neck. You know, if, if Brogdon's out, first of all, you know, McConnell's still a, an adept defender, steals guy. Brogdon's a terrific defender. So mm-hmm. Van Vliet hasn't been that hugely explosive guy that he was when he had, you know, Batman Lord. next to him and he could yeah. be the Robin. But now that he's the Batman and Lowry's gone, I just haven't seen him, you know, have those those ceiling games? So I'm not looking there. I'm with you though. Trent is underpriced. He's getting huge minutes, great usage, 4.6k on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of a no-brainer. So I'm with you there. Scotty Barnes, man, do you see his his Giannis style dunk he had down the middle? It's like yeah. dribble two long strides from like the top of the key and dunk. That kid is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him, you know, it's 6k on DraftKings, he's still in play for me. Ananobi's one of my favorites this year, but that price, you know, just yeah. under 7k makes me a little bit nervous. But I'm with you, same thoughts here, don't like anybody off that bench. How about the fact that Goran Drogic can't even get into a game? Mm. That yeah, is cool. That's nuts, but uh, yeah, I'm with you, almost identical. I'm leaning Trent but I haven't completely eliminated Barnes and Ananobi.
1: Mm-hmm. And then on the Indiana side, of course, we mentioned if Brogdon's out, you could look at McConnell. He's 4,900 on DraftKings. Um, you know. So that's, that's a pretty obvious play there. And yeah. then uh, for some value at 3,100 only, and he came off a huge game. And I don't know if this was just a fluke because he didn't put up that many good games last year, but Torrey Craig, um 3100 on DraftKings had 43.7 fantasy points in the last game. Did you see any of that game? Do you feel like that was fluky or do you feel like that was a pretty legit 43.7 fantasy?
0: I think Tory Craig is the trap of of one of the traps of the slate. I think mm-hmm. if you if you try to follow that game with Tory Craig, you're smoking something funny because yeah. Tory Craig's no rookie. He's he's a veteran. He's been around a long time. Yes, he can hit some threes, but I did watch that game. It was fluky. There's mm-hmm. still, I would bet you a dollar to – I'd lay a hundred bucks to a buck that he doesn't get the, yeah. the DFS points that he did in that game. I don't even know if he'll get the minutes. If Lavert's back, he's just not hardly going to play. So I say one billion percent pass on Tory Craig. And, you know, I mean, that's just – I think yeah. that was one of those outlier games. Uh, but we need the news on Laverte you know that's mm-hmm. important and we need the news on Brogdon. Brogdon mm-hmm. had a higher usage and uh, assist numbers than he's had throughout his entire career right you know, Again, super small sample size but you know I think if Brogdon is playing without limits, you know you can use him. Duarte continues to impress me that, mm-hmm. that kid is just he's he's just nuts man. he goes at it. he's 5.6. Not going to j- dive into Levert at his big number, first game in. He'll be limited, yeah. I'm sure. My question to you, though, is what are you, what are you on as far as the bigs and Sabonis and Turner? Any interest?
2: Yeah,
1: I mentioned earlier how I want to pay up for the bigs um, as much as possible on this slate. And obviously there's the one coming up that you know I'm going to play. Uh, but I think that you know if I can make it work, I do want to get Demonis Sabonis. He's just so consistent. Just a very, um, you know, nice nice cash piece to have to any of your cash lineups. So definitely like Sabonis.
0: Yeah, I mean, he let me up down a little bit yesterday, and the back-to-back scares me a little bit at, at that kind of a price. But I'm with you. I mean, he can throw a 70-burger up there without thinking about it. Um, Miles Turner remains pretty cheap at that 5.6 number, mm-hmm. but we know that, you know, gpp play i mean he can go from six to 60 no nope, yeah. no nope. yeah i mean seriously oh, so yeah. you know that's a tough call but i i really can't give my full opinion on this game until i know the two key pieces of, of if brogdon and lavert are going to play because then that shuffles the deck for me i'm yeah I'm I with
1: if they're out if they're in i mean
0: exactly yeah. so bonuses you know his uh usage will go down so We'll see. We got to look at that game yet. I think there's some potential with it, uh, but knowing how that rotation is going to work uh, is good. Did you see what just rolled across the bottom of the screen? It says no. Josh Crash Davis cannot pick any Milwaukee Bucks today. Wow.
1: Okay. Well, hope you have a good day. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and speaking of that, let's jump dive into this next game: San Antonio Spurs. At the at your Milwaukee bucks now you get a little bit juicy very juicy of a number it is Milwaukee only by six and a half so that's very reasonable nice 223 and a half total 108.5 for San Antonio and a nice 115. you get in the 115 and up to 120 range that's pretty nice number to have so let's take a look here real quickly and the injuries on this game. We've got, uh, let's see, Zach Collins, Doug McDermott out for the Spurs, Milwaukee. We've got DiVincenzo, Drew Holiday. That's yeah. huge. Brooke Lopez. That's huge. So you had three starters, and then Bobby Portis is out. So three of the five starters of a lot of the no. season last year for the championship team, and the sixth man in Bobby Portis. That's a, you know, people aren't talking about, but that's why Milwaukee's three and two. You know, yeah. they've got a big chunk of guys out. Spurs are really crappy one and four. They just – I feel bad for Pop because this team's going nowhere <clears throat> fast. So, right. What do you got on the Pop team? Are you taking any a chance to get Pop tonight?
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, I, d- I do like the same guys. You know, it's funny. We had this exact same matchup last week, only they were in San Antonio. We yeah. This podcast. Um, yep. But, again – these, these two guards, you know, against Milwaukee, when they can hit these threes and stuff like that, it just works out really well. Milwaukee hasn't been very good defending that, especially without Drew Holiday, um, and DiVincenzo in there, you know, those are probably their two best guard defenders. And so, um, Lonnie Walker for me, 4,900 on DraftKings, You know, he had a pretty good game last week, and and, um, I expect him to do the same. And once again, I'm looking at Jacob Pirtle. Um, Until Lopez comes back, I think that that interior is pretty soft um, because Giannis doesn't stay down in that paint very often. So I I do like Pirtle and, and then Walker once again.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. I'll tell you what, uh, Jakob Pirtle made me eat my Wheaties and whatever last week because I was saying, you know, I don't know how he's going to match up, blah, blah, blah. Bad, you know, bad setup for Giannis, but Pirtle held his own. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, Giannis was awesome, but no different than normal. But Pirtle, he's played, uh, he's had a really great season. He's yeah. been their most improved player in a really, you know, on a bad team. But my question is the price. I just, you know, Giannis to me may be defensive player of the year again. Mm. And, you know, it does hurt them not having Brooke Lopez in the paint there to block some shots, but Pirtles, you know, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence with him. I certainly respect him more after watching the last couple of games, watching the whole game against the Mavs. He's just, he's good. Uh, he's playing better. He's improved. He's huge. Yeah, but I don't know if I have the courage to spend that amount of money on a straight center on a 10-game slate going against Giannis. So, you know, I just think the Spurs are in bad shape. They they still play Vassell and gates Jop, gates, Eubanks, Forbes. You're, you know, Thad Young occasionally gets in.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: after Daka Pirtle, I just, you know, Murray, White, Walker, Johnson, I get it. They're okay. They're cheap. They're between 4.9 and 6.4, other than Murray, who's massively overpriced at 8.5. Yeah. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole at that price. So I'm I'm probably anti-Spurs. Uh, you know, the sites where you can roster multiple centers, Pirtle still has a, a small chance to get in there, but not mm. feeling it. How about these lousy Milwaukee Bucks that are barely over 500? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Uh I like mostly their value plays on this slate. Um you know I've been talking about saving in, in the guard spot on all, all day uh on this podcast and and I'm definitely looking at George Hill at 3600. That's just a really cheap price for a guy that's been starting with Drew Holiday out. Um also like Pat Connaughton at 4500 and then of course I'm going to pay up for Giannis. I don't care how much he costs. He's going to get 60 to 70 fantasy points on most nights, uh, especially in the front of the home crowd. He just plays at a different level at home. So,
0: do you think this game has the potential to blow out?
1: It does, but if you look at the game last week, I mean it stayed fairly close. So, yeah. I don't see why it wouldn't. Um if Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez were playing, then I'd probably fade everybody except for the bench guys, but
0: Yeah. Well, for me, the guy you didn't mention is one of my favorite plays on the entire 10-game slate. It's
2: Chris
0: Middleton. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 7.8. You know, he's still sub-8, so he's a mid-range price guy. You know me. I've been talking about it, and and I love it. I mean, when Drew Holiday is out, yes, they play Hill and Allen and all these guys, but you watch. I mean, Middleton is the pseudo- And the same thing I said last Saturday, but it worked. I'm going to say it again. He's like the pseudo point guard. Mm -hmm. He handles the ball more. He's become more of an adept passer, and he can score a bunch. I I think Middleton's just an awesome play. Now, I did go the one-two punch last Saturday with Giannis and Middleton, by Mm -hmm. the way, and they crushed it. They were great. So I may, if I have the courage, I may go back there, but it's just so hard on a 10-game slate to use, you know, 20 grand of your salary on two guys from the same team.
2: Yeah. But,
0: um, you know, I'm the, I'm not uh, saying I'm not going to go that way, but I I was more impressed with Pertle being able to at least annoy Giannis a little bit mm-hmm. with his size. So I'm 100% Middleton, um, possibly Giannis. And if I do a GPP, I'd probably go Giannis over Middleton. But other than that, you know, that's really all I like from that game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was actually able to get Giannis in a little bit of foul trouble in that game. So
0: yeah. Yeah. He's a big, I, big body. I think he's seven two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's
1: seven two. I don't have any anything against Middleton, obviously. I like him a lot as a Bucks fan, but I think that um for my lineup construction, his price just doesn't really work. So
0: that mid-range price is a it's a cheap gift until until he gets to the point where he's over eight. I, I just, mm-hmm. it's hard, especially with holiday out, at least yeah. for me not to take them. So we will see. Are you ready for the next game? Before we do that, let's really quickly touch on a couple of things here. Coach talk wise, DFS coach talk, uh, go check us out. DFScoachtalk.com. also can check us out on Twitter. We're at DFS coach talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. Uh, Mr. Crash here is at G- J.P. Davis, Davis 1982. 1982. I yeah. got it. I got you. I've had a three, three in a row I've gotten it right. And then Andrew is at Language Olympic. He's always got some great basketball stuff to throw in there. Um, also, again, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, a quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. Give us a comment or question. That combination moves us up the algorithm at YouTube and lets us get the word out. And again, we do these podcasts in all our sports in front of the paywall seven days a week, and we really appreciate you know that support. You've only got today and tomorrow to get in the contest mm-hmm. to listen in the audio portion, yeah. and you're on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, all of them. No matter where you listen, if you take a second, give us a rating, five stars or whatever uh, the site is for the rating, a little comment. If you do those two things, you enter a contest for a free week membership, all access for Coach Talk, and that drawing will take place and then be in, uh, tomorrow and be announced uh, on Monday. So uh, definitely take a shot there. And remember, as you know, you if you become a member with Coach Talk, um, let me ask you this. I always quiz you on this one, Crash, and so far you've gotten it right. When you join, if you join, even if you want to go with the NBA Pass, NFL Second Half, whatever, do you just get the sport you sign up for?
1: Well, I'm going to assume this wasn't a trick question, so the answer is going to be yes. You get all you get all four sports. So, yeah.
0: You're, you're, see, you're batting a thousand, man. You're yeah. you're just too good. You've even got Andrew beat on the quiz questions. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you do. You get everything that we offer, including. You know, all of our information in discord, everything that, you know, all the uh, numbers, analytics, you know, we've got everything that we go through, but we hand build, you know, our, our real push is for, for the average guy that's playing DFS and mm-hmm. the average guy doesn't play 150 max lineups and right. spend 10 grand on any given night, you know, really pushing down hard, coming up with one lineup or two or three at the most. And then, you know, building those so we have a chance for our folks to win. And we're on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. So we're really supporting all three of them. So we'd love to have you join us. Um, definitely growing great community. So please uh, check us out. We'd appreciate it. All right. We go to the uh, Utah Jazz and Chicago Bulls. Is that correct?
1: Yep, that's right.
0: So We've got one, two, three, four, five. So I even timed it where we were right in the middle. And that was actually accidental. But we did it. Uh, Utah Jazz, Chicago Bulls at 8 o'clock. Utah minus 3.5, 218 over under. 110.75 for Utah, 107.25 for the Chicago Bulls. Mm. And then as far as injuries go in this tilt, we've got, um, by the way, the Jazz are 4-0 and and the Bulls are 4-1. and The Jazz are the only... Mm undefeated team left in the league believe it or not this early in the season so you got two strong teams here uh game time decision questionable for utah Oni, pascal and Whiteside. uh conley is out so that's big news no michael conley no rudy gay for utah we know that kobe white is still out for chicago he has not played and then a massive loss for their team patrick williams Tore all kinds of stuff in his shoulder. He is out for the entire season, and then and then some possibly. So that is terrible news for the youngster. There.
1: All right. What do you think on the Jazz side? Um. So for the Jazz, uh, I like I like the the value plays again here. Um, Jordan Clarkson, Royce O'Neal, and then of course you could look at Rudy Gobert because Vucevic is not a very good defender. So I definitely like um, Rudy Gobert. And, uh, you know, Vucevic likes to kind of extend. So I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go on the other side with him being defended. Do you think they'll um, use somebody else to defend him and keep Gobert in the pain, Or how do you think they'll play that? No, I think they're going to be forced to... On Vucem but Vuk is on
0: not... Vuk a great defender so yeah i think you know gobert is playable his stats are just off the wall i don't know if you've noticed his numbers this Mm -hmm. year it's this is his best season he's ever had thus far it's early but you know 8.2 is a big commitment but not maybe not a bad play today you know
1: yeah yeah i agree
0: anything else on the jazz side for you
1: uh no it's just those three i was looking at was clarkson o'neill and gobert
0: Yeah. And for me, you know, it's the main thing is with Conley out, it does shuffle the deck for the Jazz. You know, you've got Clarkson playing a little bit bigger role. Donovan Mitchell actually will play the point for them some of the Mm -hmm. game. And, but he's 8.7 and he really hasn't been smashing his number. Yeah. I mean, I like Donovan Mitchell in this game a bit. I think it's a good, you know, setup with, with Conley being out. So I'm thinking about it if I can make him fit. But that is really expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody likes to go to Joe Ingles, you know, a lot when mm-hmm. Conley's out and he's only 4'7". He hasn't quite been the regular Joe Ingles we've right. seen in the past. I think he's he's aging a little bit or, or just slowing down. He's not as big of a part of that offense. Bogdanovich has been a bust thus far. O'Neill's again, at 4'5", he's going to get minutes. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not jumping up and down for anybody really on the Jazz side. Uh, Mitchell. Yeah my favorite though. And Clarkson, I think at five, four is too cheap. So he's in yeah. consideration as well.
1: Yep. I agree.
0: Chicago bulls.
1: Yeah. So for Chicago, and before I say this, cause you mentioned that they're four and one. So there was somebody on, on Twitter the other day that had posted about how it was going to be this awesome day for Chicago on Thursday, because the, the bulls were going to stay undefeated. The Packers were going to lose. And the Bears have Justin Fields. And so I replied back, I said, well, you still have Justin Fields at least. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah.
0: Uh, I know you like to shout out your buddy Phil. I see yeah. you guys dueling Any it out. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I just wanted to throw it out there. I thought that was pretty funny that that That's guy great. posted that. Um, so for Chicago, You know, you could look at DeMar DeRozan, um, 7,500 on FanDuel, 7,700 on DraftKings. You know, this is where we get into that thing that we talked about with the four stars for Chicago. And, um, I'm kind of leaning more towards the value play here with Alex Caruso at 4,200 on DraftKings. He's been getting pretty good minutes, and uh, he had 32 minutes last game against Toronto. So, I'm leaning more towards Caruso. And then if you wanted to, you could look at Vucevic, but against Gobert's defense, I think I'll pass on that.
0: Yeah. It, it, like we said before, Vuce going to probably get some wide open threes, you know, mm-hmm. with Gobert not quite getting out there. But, the you know, the – Minus on the rebounding and such that Gobert will scoop up. I agree with you. I think he's just too costly. You know, the guy who may roll out there for the first time, roll out the ball, Lonzo ball. Lonzo I ball. sort of like him here. Uh, no Conley, who's a really good, crafty defender. So, you know, he's going to get some different matchups, but he's 7 6.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
0: reason I like him a little bit, Zach Levine has a torn lingman in his non shooting thumb. And they said it's going to need surgery, but they don't want to do the surgery now. The bottom line is, if he can play with that pain, then he's okay. If if it's too much, then he'd be out and they'd have to do right. surgery. So he's trying to play with it, but is it affecting him a little bit? I mean, it has to when you have something like that and it's wrapped, you know, even though it's his non-shooting hand, it's still got to be a bothersome issue there. So mm-hmm. ball and Rosen are more in play for me. Um you know, I think losing Patrick Williams is going to change things up a little bit for them with combination of guys like Javante Green, Caruso, Troy Brown, Elise Johnson. You're going yeah. to see some of those guys getting some minutes, maybe even dusting off an old Derrick Jones Jr. a little bit that has fallen out of grace in the league. But uh, the bottom line is, you know, you still have your four studs, like we mentioned, Ball, Levine, DeRozan, Vuk, and it. And that usage being spread around. Mm-hmm. but Just because of the Gobert defense and because of the Levine still feeling his way if he can play with this thumb, uh, I've got a little highlights on Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan for right now.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: All right, Chief. Miami Heat, Memphis Grizzlies um, – enjoyed watching grizzlies lately they've been on a lot of these Mm -hmm. late games because they had been on the road for so long um and jaws fun to watch they're a fun team to watch you've got um memphis favored by two at home which is a a surprise a little bit uh 217 and a half over under 107.75 for the heat 109.75 for the grizz injuries oladipo remains out for miami uh we have questionable on slow-mo uh, Anderson for Memphis and they desperately need this man back poor yeah. old Dylan Brooks still hasn't played and uh they have made their way to three and two but that's a good three and two they lost some, mm-hmm. some contested games they had that south uh, west coast trip and they're playing without their heart and soul on defense and Brooks so uh four and one heat three and two Grizz this should be a fun game to watch I think but is it a DFS game for
1: you? Is the question. Um, yeah, I I do. I like I like Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, he's he's eighty six hundred on DraftKings. I like that price a lot more. He's ninety five hundred on Fanduel, so I don't want to pay that for him on right. Fanduel. But eighty six hundred that's that's a lot more palatable, um, and he has three straight games now where he scored fifty fantasy points plus. So yep. I definitely like Jimmy Butler. Um, Tyler Hero we've talked about him I think almost every podcast you know he's just been so solid had another really good game last night with 41 fantasy points and then Bam Adebayo also had an awesome game last night um, 55.8 fantasy points with 26 points and 19 rebounds he's only 7700 on DraftKings so all three of those guys are in play for me Um, not sure if I'll get to all of them but they're all in play yeah,
0: I don't blame you. You know, it's funny, though. Vegas is so damn smart. I mean, I've watched Spolstra. I'm a huge, you know, I'm a coach guy, and Spolstra mm-hmm. is, my, I think, the best coach in the league. Yeah. So I watch how he handles his players, his rotations, and all of that. And I think the reason the Grizz are the favorite here, because Vegas, you know, they they have every statistical analysis in the world before they right. set their lines he has a tendency to not push his players on back-to-backs that much. Mm. He's not a, you know, not just not a Thibodeau, but he's more of a, you know, let's try to utilize Markeith Morris, Dwayne Dedman, Max Strews, uh, Gabe Vincent. Those guys will probably all get some solid minutes off the bench. So, I, you know, that concerns me because you take that one rotation of three to five minutes away Mm -hmm. from a Bam or Butler or any – or Hero – uh, that definitely is a huge impact at the fantasy points per minute because some of those guys have 1.2, 1.4 DFS points per minute. So that's a bit of a concern for me. But I do, I do consider Bam a little bit. He's just so athletic. I, it's just a, a negative matchup for Adams. Yeah, uh, he just can't move enough to to really guard uh, him very well. And uh, so Bam's still on my radar because I think 7-7 seven, seven is very fair for him. Mm-hmm. Some of these other uh, centers in the eights, I, you know, I think are, are very equal. I have ranked similar in points, per, uh, DFS points per game as yeah. Bam. So he's still in play for me. Um, you know, I, I, I do love the way Tyler Heroes played. I've played him a lot, but... Uh, not sure I want to go there in a game on this with a with a back to back. Now Lowry mm-hmm. might be the guy that loses minutes because he's more of a veteran. He's had some injuries, so I, I do like Hero better than Lowry. So yeah. he would be my second choice here at six point six. So depending on how the lineup falls with some of this other news and any value that opens up, you know Bam and Hero are,
1: are my guys of choice on that side of the ball. So what about the Grizz? Um, of course you got to start out looking at Job Morant, um, 9,400 on DraftKings. I'm probably not going to go there tonight, but he's just a, such a solid all around ball player. And so you can always look at him. And then for me, I'm looking at the guys that are, are replacing Dylan Brooks basically. And that's Melton and Bain with a lean towards Bain. Um, he's a hundred dollars more, but he's just been a little bit more productive than Melton this year and more consistent. So I do like Desmond Bain. Well, I love
0: Desmond Bain in general and I play him a lot, but he gets Jimmy Bucket's defense, and that is enough to eliminate him. Even at five three, it scares the hell out of me because he'll he will lock him down as much as possible. But it is a cheap price for a guy that is nobody talks about. It's second year player. He's he's a good player. And mm-hmm. until they get Brooks back, he has absorbed a ton of that usage. Um maybe D'Anthony Melton might be a solid player yeah, maybe. he He's only five four. He's gonna get Duncan Robinson in defense or or Tyler hero, depending on who's in the game. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's closing games. he's getting massive minutes. And especially with Slow mo Anderson out, that rotation shortens. So Melton would be the guy of choice. i. I love Jaw. I love the way he's playing. He's one of my favorite players in the league to watch. Um, he's really improved his game. He may yeah. be the most improved player in the league. But at nine four against a Miami team that we know clamps down, and they have some, you know, they'll do some run some doubles at him. They'll do some things to bother Jaw and get the ball out of his hands. So, not crazy about that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, Jaron Jackson has now entered the mode for me with guys that, that frustrate me that I don't like to play because I don't yeah. think they, they play every play. You know, the, the Michael Porters, the DeAndre Ayton's, and I think Triple J's in the same category.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. He,
0: he fouls too much because he's lazy and yeah. he reaches, and he just doesn't look like he's pushing it all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, it, you know, the guy that just got paid whatever, 140 million bucks, I think he's taking the, ga- the foot off the gas. And six, seven, I'm not going to touch him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Adams, you know, he's he's been good at 5.5. If you look at his stats, he's played good ball. Mm-hmm. But not, this matchup is a nightmare for him with Bam. You know, it, it could be foul trouble. It, he just, they may play him off the floor a little bit. So, you know, not crazy on this side uh, of the ball. Maybe uh, a little 5.4 shot with Melton as a value. Mm hmm. All right, Chief, we're getting down to the final three Thunder and Golden State Warriors, 8 30 game. Now we've got a little number to work with here. 221's is the over under, but Golden State is 12 and a half point favorite. Yeah. We know the Thunder's not good, although they beat the Lakers the other day. So anything can happen in, in basketball after being down 26 to boot, mm-hmm. by the That's the biggest lead that the Lakers have uh, blown in 26 years, by the way. I saw that stat. Um, We have implied for the Thunder 104.25. Golden State, how about this number? We have a a bingo winner. Number one implied total on the slate, 116.7. So ding, ding, ding. Let's look at uh, any injuries here. If my computer will... No injuries listed for the Thunder. They're all too young. You can't get injured when you're 19. Um, we may get a sighting of a probable to play, Jonathan Kaminga, the rookie. Maybe his uh, he's mm-hmm. going to get in there. The big news, though, and this is, changes things for me, Damian Lee is is questionable. Yeah. And not only has he been a stud, he has overplayed Jordan Poole several games in a row now. Mm-hmm. He's finishing games but he may finish this one as he starts it on the bench yeah. if he's not going to play. And then I don't know if you've ever heard of these guys, but Clay Thompson and, and Wiseman are both out. Yeah.
1: So what do you got? Um. Yeah. On the Oklahoma city side, um, you know, SGA 7,300 on DraftKings. It's a solid price. Um, didn't have the best game, you know, against against Golden State from a fantasy perspective. Even though he scored thirty points, he just didn't get all the peripheral stats that he normally would get. Right. So you could look at SGA tonight, um, and then you know just because of the usage that he gets, and then Josh Giddey, uh fifty nine hundred. I, I do like him a little bit. It's a little bit more of a mid to value play. Yeah, uh, only five K on DraftKings too. Five K on DraftKings, yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: like that. And then on the Golden State side, I'm looking at Lee if he plays. Um, Definitely like him at 4100 on DraftKings. And then uh, I'm actually going to probably fade Steph just because I would rather pay up for those bigs. You know, I feel like it's just more reliable um, to rely on the on the points in the paint and rebounds and stuff like that than to rely on a bunch of shooting threes, what you get with Steph. Which of course he can drive the lane to and score in the paint, but. I just want to pay up more for the bigs on this slate, so I'm going to probably avoid Steph Curry, and then um, Wiggins. I like Andrew Wiggins 70, 6400 on DraftKings. Um, had one of his best games of the year against the Thunder last time in in 30 minutes. So Wiggins and Lee on Golden State and Gideon SGA on Oklahoma City for me.
0: Not bad at all. Um, you know, I'm with you on SGA. I think that you know he didn't have the game he normally would, but he is. Really starting to be ball dominant again mm-hmm. now that the season's going on. So at seven three, I'm definitely considering uh, rostering Shea here. I like him a lot. Um, Giddy, I think at five k, he's getting the bigger minutes now. Uh, certainly a decent play for sure. Darius Baisley, I'm interested a little bit just because he's only four point nine, yeah. and you know I like the value from the the Thunder side here for sure. Um, after that, not really going to go deeper there. Um, Curry was was really bothered the last game in the Dortcher chamber, if you will. Mm-hmm. He held Curry to a, a poor shooting night, um, but it's in Golden State. I think he's going to be a little ticked off that the Dort held him down. So the yeah. question is, do you fade Curry because we know Dort can defend him, which he did very well with him, or is it going to light a fuse for Dort and all they got to do is rub them off some screens and else right. guard them. So mm-hmm. I'm not counting out, Curry. It's just at 10-9, you got to be really, yeah, really confident.
2: Yeah. It is
0: expensive on a 10-game slate. It's not like this is – last time they played, it was like a five-game slate. You, know, right. you think of it a little differently. So it's hard, but he could be a, a, a difference maker. He could be the guy that has one of those massive games. Yeah. And his usage in numbers – have been fantastic. The only subpar to average game he had was against Dort. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the tough call there. I think maybe the most important decision that, that I have to make on my build. Right. Um, if Damian Lee sits, I'm going to go back to, to Jordan Poole and I know he's 6.2 and I know everybody's down on him and he hasn't made his number and he's lost mm-hmm. minutes. But if, if uh, Lee sits, I just think his usage and he, he chuck and ducks it. I, Think he thinks that he's Steph Curry at times with some of the shots. He <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if he's gonna get the minutes, you know, he's gonna get the attempts. So, if Lee plays, uh, sits, I mean, I'll play pool. If Lee plays, then Lee becomes, if he plays without restriction, Lee, I agree with you, becomes mm. a better play because he's a full 2.1k cheaper on DraftKings, yeah, uh, than, than his buddy pool. Wiggins still a little pricey, Draymond. Just baffles me. I, I never know what to think with Draymond. He's mm-hmm. seven three. The last game, he I think he made his number and had like four points. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody can do that, but Draymond. He's like right. the, just a weird DFS dude, and it's a little risky, but I he's not out of the question for me.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I
0: would at least consider it. I'm not falling into this damn Kevon Looney. 3.2K. You can't not take the cheap, super cheap center. Mm-hmm. He stinks. He's just not good. Yeah, he's I'm not. Sorry. So for me, it's, you know, I need the the Lee News. That's going to be important. Not counting out Curry and Green. Going to give it some thought. Uh, But we'll see how it goes from there. Mm-hmm. All right. Denver Nuggets. Joe Stanton squad with uh the Joker uh, mm-hmm. On a back to back, and he's been injured. How is that going to affect things? Is he going to play? Is he going to get the minutes? The million dollar questions are still out there. I don't think anybody has them yet. Uh, so we'll be following that super closely in Discord throughout the day. But you have another awesome one here Minnesota's favored by three. Love the way the Teebles have been playing. You've got a nice 221 and a half over under. Both teams, the Den- uh, Denver at 109.25 and Minnesota at 112.25. Uh, both nice spots for them. We've got uh, Kanchar and Murray out for Denver. No news on the Joker yet. We assume he's playing. He mm-hmm. is listed as questionable, obviously. I don't know why you want to press him on a back-to-back coming mm-hmm. off that, you know, injury that looked worse than it was i guess i'll tell you one thing i gotta say about the joker because last year the beginning of last year and then the year before i always used to uh, you know kid him about being so chubby and mm-hmm. just it frustrated me because you could see his ability and he just was not in shape and the yeah. fact that he was doing what he was doing not in shape was amazing so last year he comes up comes in fit and he wins mvp Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, I was watching him last night against the Mavs. He is actually not just in shape anymore. He's thin. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he has gotten himself so physically fit that I am so impressed. And I think this kind of an injury when he was the normal joker mm-hmm. in his career, would he'd be sitting.
2: Right. But he's
0: so fit and so in shape. So shout out. to If he can do it, I can do it, man. I'm getting back in the gym. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Crash. Yeah. So shout out to the Joker, <clears throat> and we know Cat doesn't play great D, but is the Joker going to play? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I think he will. Um, as you mentioned, he's in a lot better physical shape right now, so it bodes well for him that he could be able to play tonight. And uh, I do think he will. And you know, we do like to attack Carl Anthony Towns. He's not the best defender in the world, so um, the, the issue is going to be the price at eleven thousand. Not going to yeah. be able to play him and Giannis, obviously. So it may be in a GPP. You know, I could pivot to to Jokic instead of Giannis. I could look at that. Um, but I was looking more towards the value on Denver um, Barton, fifty nine hundred on DraftKings, um, and then Gordon. He's he's actually been putting up very similar numbers to what Michael Porter Jr. has, but he's fifteen hundred dollars less than Michael Porter Jr. So yeah. I do like Aaron Gordon um, tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, the Joker could smash, but here's the problem. I mean, let's say he does play, and I, I know that they say he's super tough. He never wants to sit. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, they may play him on a back to back, but I can't imagine Malone pushes him minutes wise, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, and, and you can't spend 11K on Fandle and 10.7 on DraftKings and then have the guy, you know, not playing big minutes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know his his ownership will go down because of that tag of the the questionable. You know, it's it's a hard one. I mean, leverage-wise, you want to plug him in there. If he's, you know, in there, is he going to play the big minutes? I mean, right now, to be honest with you, Josh, I'm probably going to fade him, but Mm -hmm. with a lot of pain because he could put 60, 70 on the board, you know, but I just don't know about the minutes.
1: Right, right.
0: And yeah, that's a concern. You know, I'm as far as value here, Barton remains playable. Uh, you know, as soon as you start believing and trusting in Gordon, you get stung right in their backside and he throws like a 12 DFS points mm-hmm. on the board. So he scares me even at the 5.1. You know, um, if, if for some reason Joker does sit, you can look at your Michael Green at 3.1, he'll probably get a lot of extra run you know, if Joker's out, it does elevate Aaron Gordon. He's going to get a lot of those rebounds and things, uh, at his 5.1. So again, we need to know news on Joker. Um, and even if he is ruled in, I, I'm still not thinking he gets max minutes. So not as high there, but this is the highest total game on the board. Mm -hmm. It's a game that we really need to consider, uh, you know, playing some guys. So, uh, Yeah, the the jury's out. Let's get the news. Let's follow it in Discord and see what happens. Uh, But you can always slide in, like I say, a Barton or a Gordon or Jermichael Green, depending. And, you know, if the ownership is just so egregious and he is ruled in, uh, then the Joker is playable. I mean, just as – I mean, he – that minimal game where he's only playing a little less minutes and still get 50 or 55. Mm -hmm. and you know, even though that's barely, you know, not even quite getting there to five X or close to it, but you know, it's, yeah. it still may be needed, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. So what about Minnesota? Um, you know, I always always like to play Anthony Edwards. You know, he's he's just so consistent. Um, he's eight thousand on FanDuel. I'm not sure what he is on DraftKings, but I, I do like Anthony seven, Edwards.
0: Seven eight
1: seven, eight. So he's even a little bit cheaper over on, on DraftKings. So I do like that. Um, You know, it's just a matter of if I can get to him with that price. And then looking at a couple value plays, um, Patrick Beverly, you know, he's been pretty solid for 40, he's 4,500 on FanDuel. What is he on DraftKings?
0: 3.7.
1: There you go. 3.7. I like that price. Um, you know, so, so for the value there and then, um, Jared Vanderbilt, if he gets another start, he had a pretty nice game last game and he's 4,800 on FanDuel. He's probably that or cheaper on DraftKings, I'm assuming.
0: Uh, Vanderbilt's four even.
1: Four even. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Vanderbilt and Beverly. Um, and then of course you can always look at at Carl Anthony Towns, but if I was going to pay that much, I would just prefer Jokic over Towns.
0: Yeah. No, I, I don't blame you. I mean, he's 9-9. He's been playing with a lot of lot of steam. He feels like, you know, he can have an MVP kind of season. So he's always a possibility. Um, you know, I would consider him here. Uh, mm-hmm. still 10-8 on, on FanDuel,
1: so that's why I was thinking that's that's a little bit much. 10-8 on FanDuel.
0: Yeah, 9-9 on DraftKings. That's is not doable. too bad. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going to do the 10-8 on FanDuel either, but... I'm gonna consider him here, um, you know, because he can stretch the floor as well. You know, he'll mm-hmm. he'll knock down, he'll take six, seven threes in a game uh, without question. So, he's on my radar. He might be the guy I go to with the T Wolves here. Yeah, A uh, couple of things though. Interesting, D'Angelo Russell I like, but Pat Bev is grabbing some of those minutes. Anthony Edwards. I do like him as well, but seven is a little much, especially mm. when he's going to get Will Barton defense. And we saw that Will Barton harassed Luca last night. Yeah, he's a good defender, and he gets under your skin. Edwards is tough, though. I mean, he's I, he's not a, a definite fade for me just because of Barton. Uh, and he gets the big minutes. He finishes. You know, he doesn't get his uh, minutes messed with. I thought he would get less minutes at times because of Beasley and some of the bench. But Mm -hmm. uh, Edwards minutes are safe and he's good. The two young guys that you have to consider here just because of their price and the fact that they're going to get minutes is Jaden McDaniels and Jared Vanderbilt. They're both similar style players. They're both up and coming players. And I think you can consider both of them at those cheap prices, not playing both of them, but Mm -hmm. one or the other. Um, I think it's very close though. That's the hard part. McDaniels, is a little more consistent, but Vanderbilt can have the good game like the last game. I'm just always so wary of falling into those traps of yeah. trying to, to play a guy after he just had his highest total of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a tight one, but I definitely want exposure to this game, and a lot of it's going to have to do, you know, with the with the Joker news. Yeah, and how those lineups are going to fall out.
1: Yep.
0: You <clears throat> ready to? Finish up this slate with game 10 and then we'll build our two brains are better than one lineup on FanDuel and Mm -hmm. we will let people enjoy their day. Cleveland Cavaliers, Phoenix Suns, Phoenix favored by 10 and a half. Uh, Cleveland is hopefully not going to be extremely road wary. They fought hard last night to try to win and just came up short, but they're on that West coast trip as well. You've got, uh, 102.75 for the Cavaliers implied, 113.25 for the Phoenix Suns. As far as injuries in this game, we have uh, Pangos and Okoro out for uh, Cleveland. No, uh, Pangos is is, uh, probable, I'm sorry. The guy that is questionable he's been for several, several days is Okoro, so don't know if we're going to see him or not. And then we know Cameron Payne and Dario Saric are out for Phoenix. So what do you think? Mm-hmm. Can Cleveland show up or does this game blow out?
1: You know, I I'm, I was pretty surprised with how they hung up, you know, hung hung in there with L.A. last night. So yep. I think they definitely could. Um, I, I do like, for me, I'm definitely looking at Ricky Rubio going back to Phoenix. You know, he kind of got kicked to the curb when they brought in Chris Paul. So yep. I do like Ricky Rubio. Um Especially considering that even though he didn't start last night, he still had a really good game. So,
0: he's done that all year. He's been yeah, he has been
1: very good this year. Uh, and he's 5,500 on FanDuel. What is he over on DraftKings?
0: Uh, on DraftKings, Rubio is five, six.
1: Okay, so about the same. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and I know this is a guy that you've been playing quite a bit lately. It's Laurie Markkinen. I do like yeah. him, 5,400 on FanDuel. Um, and what is he on DraftKings?
0: Five three,
1: five three. Okay, yep. So, yeah, those would be the main two for me on Cleveland. Um, you could look at Evan Mobley; he's he's been very good this year as a rookie. Uh, but mainly Rubio and Markinen for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Cle- here's the amazing thing too that I didn't mention when I was uh, breaking this down. You know, the Suns are one in three. Yeah, isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. That that's just amazing. Terrible start for the Suns uh cleveland's three and three here's here's the only game it's the last game on the slate but it is the game and i'll tell you what i'm gonna avoid this game i think this game blows out Mm -hmm. i really do i i mean it's a double digit vegas so vegas knows as well cleveland has played their heart out and i'll tell you what Bickerstaff. i'm so glad he got that cleveland job teams play hard for him yeah i love the body language on the floor with this team they play hard they they feed off of their young guys and then Rubio's been having you know one of his best seasons. So I mm-hmm. like your Rubio play cuz he was booted sort of out of Phoenix and he's playing at such a high level. But the thing is he's a veteran. I don't think he gets big minutes in the second half if it's a blowout and I mm-hmm. just don't know how they hand stick with Phoenix. Phoenix <clears throat> is going to be really mad. They have to win this game. There's no way they're losing this game at home. Yeah. And 1 and 4. So I just – the game scares me. I think people, because it's the late game, are going to want exposure to it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of potential for trouble here. Okay. Um, Garland and Sexton are both 6'4". Uh, Garland looked awesome last night. He has raised the level of his game. Sexton has been more neutral. So yeah, the problem is, though, Garland's going to get stingy. defense. Yeah. So that scares me. And then Lori Markinen, who I have been playing lately, he gets Mikhail Bridges D2.
2: True. Bridges yeah. is
0: a monster on D2. So that scares me. You know, the guy, I guess it's crazy, but Evan Mobley, he, he just looks like a guy that's coming into his own. He was not intimidated by those LA Bigs at all. He I had know. big dunks, and, you know, they don't have a great matchup for him. Jay Crowder's small. He's, yes, right. he's. He's very physical, but, man, they'll go over the top on him with Mobley. So mm-hmm. he's the one guy I like. And the reason I also like him is he's blowout proof. They're yep. going to play Mobley as many minutes as that kid can run up and down the floor. Absolutely. And, and I don't care that he played a, a last night. He's 19. <laughs> I, could, I could run four games in a row at 19. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's I, I do like him. And it's six, seven. it's starting to scare people a little bit. Uh, but I like him. I he, he may be the solo guy that I have from that side of the ball. And then from Phoenix's side, you know, if they are going to blow him out, where is it going to come from? I think it comes from Paul, Booker, Bridges, Crowder, Aiton, Johnson, Shamit, McGee. I mean, I think they're going to use their team and just pound this squad. Um, I don't want to pay up to the 7.5 or 7.8 for Paul and Booker. Mm-hmm. Bridges at five, one possibly because of the, the value. Yeah. Uh, Eight and six five, but you know, I, I made you know disparaging marks about him, and then he went 21 and 21. Yeah. so that that taught my lesson to me. Um, eight and I you know, I hate to say this because I, I you know, was saying negative about him, but that price is good. Mm-hmm. Six five is a good price, but mm-hmm. again, in a blowout, you know, they're gonna dust off Frank the Tank and Javel McGee. So I'm probably not going to go there. And I don't want to yeah. be a hypocrite and talk about eight and then take them. So this is going to be a quiet game for me to, you know, to finish up the slate. Hopefully I've got a big enough lead that maybe just Evan Mobley's points can get me there. So what mm-hmm. do you think? Anything else on this game for you?
1: No, I think you covered it well. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did blow out Cleveland after they had to fight so hard to stay in that game with L.A. last night. So that makes yeah, a lot Yeah, and of they've
0: pain. done that consistently in, in – more than one game. So. Yeah, it will catch
1: up with them on a back-to-back for sure.
0: All right, let's do this thing, man.
1: Uh um, right.
0: We are on FanDuel. This is our GPP giveaway lineup. Two brains are better than one. We're going to build it live. Ten Gamer here. Uh, and we are going to build it right in front of you here. And there's a little bug flying around. Hmm. A little fruit fly. Come on, buddy. What you got? fruit fly is winning. Yeah. Um, All right. You, you are the man of honor here on your Saturday pod podcast with me. So you pick first.
1: Okay. So this, this is a guy that we talked about that we're not sure if he's going to play or not, but if he does play, I'm going to take Damian Lee.
0: Okay. And so definitely tune in. We will have, uh, have it posted on uh, Twitter For any guys that we have to shift to um just in order to shake you from taking all bucks i'm going to just dive right in with my man chris middleton
1: okay that shooting guard 8100
0: small forward 8100
1: small forward okay yes
0: it's, it's funny now on FanDuel. I love it personally. I love the fact that they have multi-positionality, but I'm so used to just being locked in in one position.
1: Well, I guess we're going to be going with the Giannis and Middleton combo then.
0: All right, big cash money. I'm, I'm going with my, my hunch play today. He's not going to get much ownership because it's against Utah. I really like Lonzo Ball. I'm going 6,700 point mm-hmm. guard Lonzo Ball.
1: Okay, I, I like it.
0: So we're we're at just under six thousand per player for the rest of the way. That's doable. Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting.
1: What are you thinking? Pat Conneton.
0: What a third buck that's against everything I believe in. Having three teams, three guys from the same team,
1: I know. I'm just trying to save some salary. I can, Uh, I can, I can do something else. Hang on, hang on.
0: I'll, I'll make my pick and you can think about it. Although we're, I'm probably talking Conanton into his career game. I'm gonna take $6,600 power forward, Evan Mobley.
1: Okay. So we
0: still have a center spot to go.
1: i mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to come back to shooting guard. So, we'll just we'll just hang on for now.
0: I just I am so in, you know, for our listeners, not that this pod's not going long, but stacking in the NBA not a great idea. If you go mm-hmm. two guys from the same team, that's okay at the max, but at once you start getting the three or four guys, you're you're going to have to be rooting for double triple overtime.
1: To yeah. get to your There's just not enough usage to get pushed around. Yeah, and I, and I know that. And that's the reason that I'm going away from him. Uh, I'm going to take Andrew Wiggins at 63.
0: Yeah, he's pre- his price is down. Like that pick. Uh, oh, wow. I looked at Aaron Wiggins. Did you know there was an Aaron Wiggins? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's 3,500 for Oklahoma City. And when I saw Wiggins and I looked at 3,500.
1: 3,500.
0: I almost dropped my teeth out of my mouth here. (laughs) All right. So we're at 56.67 per guy. We need a power forward, small forward, and center. Mm -hmm. So we have to be realistic with this call here. How about... uh... He's so cheap. I just, I wish we had news. We may have to update some of this lineup because normally here I would take John Collins, but I I think Embiid plays. If Embiid sits, then I may switch and go to uh, Collins. Um,
1: We can take Collins.
0: Well, I don't want him though. If my concern is if Embiid plays, then I really don't want him.
1: Yeah, I understand. Um,
0: how about I'm going to switch positions. I'll let you pick the center because I'm not feeling it right now. It's center. All right. I'm going to go with, uh, see, again, I don't know if Lavert's playing. We need this news. I'm going to go with $5,300 Gary Trent. Okay small forward i was
1: looking at him too from from my pivot from Connor. I mean we goal. could
0: always move in the shooting guard if you oh no we have two shooting guards, so small forward we're set so center my man got
1: right, so seven
2: seven left
1: so what do you what do you have that we're missing a small forward we, we need
0: we need a point guard and a center okay. and we have eleven thousand seven hundred left. Okay. It's tough. There's so many yeah. to pick from. You got twenty teams playing, so
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's some good pricing though on FanDuel. There's there's some some deals. I can feel the. I. I I mean, I can smell the wood burning in that brain there.
1: (laughs) I think. I think I might go over to point guard. I think I might find something easier over there in value. No problem. I know centers. It's a. It's a
0: stickler. Mm Hmm. Buy down. You know that makes it tough. Dead airspace. Don't forget DFSCoachTalk.com. We'd love to have you join us. This is the time to do it. Big money. No whammies. You're on the clocks. There are 10 seconds and, and you've passed <laughs> it All okay. right. NFL draft.
1: <laughs> Let's go with uh Alex Caruso, 5,000. Caruso.
0: Okay. That leaves me 6,700 bananas for center. And that means I'm staring right square at Mr. Clint Capella. He's my choice. Okay. Because here's the deal. If Embiid plays, they're going to need Capella on the floor. If Mm -hmm. Embiid sits, I think Capella should eat more on Drummond, so i like them either way so okay. i feel very comfortable there so we have a pretty good mid-level build here we didn't go stars and scrubs we've got lonzo ball alex caruso damian lee andrew wiggins chris middleton gary trent Giannis Antetokounmpo, evan mobley and clint capella we used all our salary here so Stay in touch because we definitely need news specifically on Lee Mm -hmm. and then any other news that comes down. We know some some things will change. And if we update it, uh, we will post it in Discord, if you're a member, and we will post it on Twitter for those that are listeners. So that is it, my friend. Friend, we are through a Saturday. Huge slate. Appreciate you jumping in with me. I enjoy these Saturdays after doing solo pods it's mm-hmm. nice to get another uh, brain in there. So enjoyed it, my man. And good luck with the World Series tonight. I think, Who do you know who the pitchers are?
1: Uh, we've got Zach Greinke and To Be Determined. <laughs> okay. So who Zach,
0: who'd believe Zach Greinke would still be pitching in a World I Series know. in 2021? That's amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, buddy. I uh, appreciate it. Have a great day. And and uh, certainly we appreciate everybody that's listened in. Hope that this really helps you build your lineup, get those uh, contests saved, get those uh, holder lineups in there, and then uh, listen through and, and build some lineups with us. And again, join us if, if you want to uh, check out everything we have to offer at DFS Coach Talk. All right. Great day. Super Saturday. Happy Halloween tomorrow. Mm-hmm. By the way, Josh, the – terrifying mask you wore today in honor of halloween it's just hideous man i love it <laughs> <How> <laughs> uh, curious, <man. laughs> i always have to throw a dad joke in there somewhere I don't yeah know. all right man appreciate all of you thanks for listening in enjoy your
2: weekend and let's absolutely crush it in nba dfs yeah